0: Previously on Winglings, me and Em made it to the Wisterian jungle and sought shelter in some old ruins. We practiced creating a spell together and nearly blew each other up. I also tried talking to Mother Moon for the first time in a while. I asked for her help confronting Tim. I spoke with Tim in my dreams. When I woke, I found myself standing next to a little pool of nymphs who had turned into dark minions. And now for episode 10 The Fountain Inn. The Purple Rocket Podcast presents Winglings and the Fairy Kings. wanted to meet here, Emerald said, flying up next to me. We both looked at the white clay building in front of us. Its front wall was tall and wide, with beautiful flowered vines weaving across it. Beyond it, I could see a fountain shooting high up into the sky. He is a rose fairy, I said, also surprised by the fanciness of Mag's choice. Yeah, but this... "'Does our stay come with a good wing rub and a perfumed bath?' "'I raised my eyebrow at her. Would you complain if it did?' "'Certainly not. A perfumed bath sounds positively wonderful. "'Then let's find out.' "'We flew through a tall arched doorway with a turquoise sign above it that read, "'The Fountain Inn.' "'On the other side we found ourselves in a plaza full of lush trees and plants.' I could tell it was manicured like a pristine fairy garden. The inn wrapped around the beautiful plaza. Creatures of all sorts sat in the second-story balconies overlooking the green area, enjoying the fresh air and talking. Colorful pixie lanterns hung from trees and lined the turquoise stone walkways. Babbling streams wound through flowered ferns and sitting areas. Nymphs swam gracefully under the surface of several ponds and waved to us as we passed by. I wondered why these hadn't turned into dark minions like the others back at the ruins. That horrible memory didn't seem to deter my sister. Emerald squealed when she saw them. Oh, look! More nymphs! Ahem. Lolly! Don't even think about it. I stopped her before she could burst into song. We followed a painted rock pathway to an outdoor restaurant in the middle of the plaza. Tables were perched up on the branches of wisteria trees. Butter fairies, the squeakrin mice people, reptilian hoppers, and of course fairies of several clans all chatted at their little tree branch tables. A very classy butter fairy gentleman with a leather suit and hair that rivaled mine flew from table to table serving food and drinks. To fill the cups, the server flew over to a massive fountain at the center of the plaza and filled them with bubbling water that pooled at the base of a large rock, from which the fountain sprang. Every so often, a floating pixie lantern drifted into the path of the fountain, changing the water's color before disappearing into the sky. Normally, Em would be gushing about such a scene. She would have made up a song about it, I'm sure. But... I think even she was too amazed to find the words. There you are, a plump Butterfairy woman with huge curly hair came fluttering over from one of the tables. She wore a leather dress, several turquoise necklaces, and far too much makeup. Them and I looked at each other confused. I'm sorry, I leaned in for a better look. Do we know you? Don't be silly. Of course you do. Boris. She turned to the waiter. Three cups of fizzies, if you please. Right away, ma'am. The classy fairy flew over and filled three large cups of the fountain. I saved this a table. <laughs> the Butter Fairy woman gestured to a table above us. Come. We followed her up to the highest table in the trees and sat down. As soon as we were seated, Boris returned with our drinks, which fizzed and smelled like sweet topper berries. This was a high pixie establishment indeed. From up here, we could see the tops of the purple wisteria trees as far as the eye could see. They looked like purple clouds. I appreciated the gesture, but still wondered why this fancy butter fairy invited us to dine with her. I don't mean to be rude, I said but we're meeting someone here and I really should be down there looking for him. I looked down into the plaza for any sign of Magborn. My searching gaze returned to the large woman in front of me who was smiling broadly and giving me a cute little wave. My face sank. No. The woman nodded. <laughs> I looked at Em. No. No, what? Em was getting more confused by the second. I pointed to the plump butterfairy. It's him! Will, that's rude! What do you mean that's.? She glanced at the woman again and jumped. Magbok! Bonk! She hit her head on a branch. Shh! The butterfairy hushed. Calm your pixie, you two. I had to use a disguise why this magborn looked appalled what's wrong with this he swiveled his shoulders as if to model the disguise for us it's a little much em admitted magborn leaned over the table and whispered i had to be absolutely certain i was unrecognizable the disguise spell isn't exactly an easy one to master i cast it from what i could remember of the butter fairies Reaching into a little handbag, he pulled out a powder bag and gingerly dabbed more makeup onto his cheeks. I raised my eyebrow at him, and he stopped when he realized what he was doing. "'It has its side effects,' he said. I looked around. "'Are you being followed?' "'I am almost certain of it,' he said. "'My spies have already stopped several dark spies who've been on my trail.' But I was warned that some got away and could still be following. Did you find the stone in the Sunflower Clan? I patted my pack. We did. And the Pixie knots. We dropped them off near the Praising Prairies to regroup with the Orchid Clan. I, um, may have sent your ship back for them? You may have sent my ship back. Did you or did you not? I did? Who's manning the ship, Scrub? Don't worry, I enchanted it so that it would go back for them by itself, just like you do. Oh, okay. Magborn folded his big, chubby butterfairy arms. And how often have you done that spell, hmm? Well, never. So you very well could have just sent the lever off to sail into a rocky coast of the Cliffs of Death, for all you know. No, it worked, I'm sure of it, Em shrugged. It's possible. It's likely is what it is, Mags grumbled. I appreciate the fact that you thought of someone other than yourself, but to go experimenting with your newfound generosity on my ship? He looked up at the sky. Light Protector, he pointed at me. You better pray she comes back in one piece, scrub, or it'll be you I send to the Cliffs of Death. Enough! Emerald slapped the table. I saw the spell for myself, and it was cast well. Well enough, anyway. We'll did the right thing. I felt it. He felt it. The Light willed it. Now, what news do you bring from the Daisy Clan? Magborn fixed his poofy curls and sighed. Their stone has been taken. The toad must have gotten there with his army just before me. When I arrived, there was this giant whirlpool. I shifted uncomfortably in my seat. And the daisy fairies. Mag scrunched his chubby face. What was left of them, they were dark minions. These weren't pureborn dark fairies. They were daisies, I'm sure of it. I recognized several of them from my hiding spot. I watched the last of them fly off with Tim's army. Why are you looking at me like that? He could tell I was squirming. Well, I know. I saw it. What? Both Magborn and Emerald said. It was in one of the visions I've been having, I explained. I saw Tim capture the Daisy Clan stone and create the Whirlpool. Why didn't you tell me? Mags huffed. Then why didn't you tell me? Emerald's hair looked extra fiery. I looked at Mags. I saw it after you'd already left for the Daisy Clan. It was too late to warn you. My turn to Em. And I didn't want to tell you because I didn't want to frighten you. Part of me wanted to believe it was just a dream. Em scoffed and shook her head. Magborn rubbed his powdered double chin where his beard normally would be. He glanced between me and my pack. "'Those stones have created a link,' he said. "'That would explain the shadow about you, "'not to mention all the flies.' "'Flies?' I looked around me. I flies, and the stink. "'I beg your pardon?' "'I washed in the creek just yesterday.' "'Magborn held up his hands. "'There's a bit of a stink. "'Smells a wee bit like a hardo, "'Carrying those shadow stones has tainted the pixie around you, Will. "'I fear you haven't much time before their shadow grabs hold of you. "'Tell me, what else have you seen?' "'Just more of the same, really. "'Tim swarming clans with his minions, "'taking their shadow stones and wreaking havoc.' I've spoken to him. Light, Mags breathed. What did you say? I tried to convince him to stop, of course. I tried to remind him of who he really is. But he's set on overthrowing the fairy royalty. Every last one of us. He's adding the stones to his shadow, Saxon and doing horrible things with it. He says he'll see me soon. Magborn's eyes were the size of sunflowers. I'm sure he will. Light, help us. If my clan gets wind of this, it'll be the last flake of pixie dust for him. The Daisies were a close ally. You wouldn't believe what it took to convince some of my people that my brothers were leading them astray. But now, with this, it's all the bluster my brothers need to convince the Roses to sign a treaty with the Dark Army. They'll do anything to keep minions from overrunning our kingdom from spoiling our heritage and traditions. They'll do anything but fight, you mean, I said. Magborn caught himself putting on lip color. The Roses have avoided war for many years. Most clans and minions assume we're the strongest kingdom in the realm, given our ancient origins. That myth has kept us safe for generations. Myth, Emerald said. Magborn nodded. The truth is, we aren't as strong as we once were. Our soldiers may be the most experienced, but two or three clans combined against us would likely bring us to our knees. I fear my people will do just about anything to avoid an armed conflict. You'll need to go back and convince them otherwise, I said. you have to tell them about the Shadowstones and that Tim's army is growing by the day. His power will consume the entire realm if they don't join the fight. "'I know,' Magborn sighed. "'I plan to return as soon as we're done here. "'By light, I hope I get there before the Dark Army can breach its borders.' "'He paused and gave me a searching gaze. "'Have you seen anything in these dreams about the Tree of the Dead? "'I've never heard of it. What is it?' "'Magborn dabbed his sweating forehead with a fancy little leaf handkerchief. "'It's a wretched thing.' A big, white, dead tree said to hold thousands of souls that have refused to move on. Looks like driftwood, but has a black, fleshy inside. Sound familiar? No. My spies tell me Timothy has placed guards around it. Can't imagine why he'd care about that hideous tree. Me neither, I said. I haven't heard him say anything about it either. Maybe I'll try to pry the next time we speak... Magborn pointed at me. Be careful, Will. Don't linger on that link. Like I said, the shadow looks all but ready to consume you. I suspect you've already had some close calls. He raised his eyebrow and I swallowed. That's what I thought, he whispered. Be sure to summon Pixie daily. Focus on its warmth and light. I will. We found ourselves having to talk over the growing clamor and noise of the restaurant patrons. One more thing I wanted to tell you before I go. Magborn clenched his handbag. My Zaxlin smoke says that you should follow your feelings to get to Tim. Where do you feel the darkest? Where do you feel most helpless? Go in that direction and it will surely lead you to him. I don't know about you, but with how ancient and wise Zaxlins are... "'I tend to heed their advice. "'That's helpful, thanks.' "'I looked around the plaza. "'The grunting and clamour had become annoying and distracting. "'The daisies,' I said. "'They were all changed to dark minions, you say?' "'They were.' "'I thought about my vision of the fruit fairies changing. "'Our experience with the dandelion queen, "'fighting a Captain Bursley and the nymphs back at the ruins.' They all had one thing in common. I looked back at the fountain. It was no longer a beautiful sparkling geyser, but rather a grotesque pillar, black as oil. I took a closer look at my surroundings. All of the restaurant patrons were looking paler. They were grunting more and getting agitated. Many of them were shooting us dirty looks. All of them held a cup of the fountain's darkened water. Em sipped her cup. No! I smacked it out of her hands, sending it tumbling down the tree below before hitting the head of a huge reptilian hopper. Ouch! Hey! Will, what in the... Em looked ready to smack me. It's the water, I said. Timothy is spreading the dark through water. That's how he's growing his army so fast. He isn't convincing people to follow him. He's changing them with shadow-tainted water. Em looked horrified. She touched her neck. How much did you drink? I asked. Only a sip. Em was trembling now, her eyes filled with tears. Magborn looked just as disturbed. He scanned the plaza and also noticed the dock and fountain and changing patrons. Light save us all, he whispered. Can I get you another drink? The server had fluttered up to our table without our noticing. He no longer looked handsome and clean. Now his skin was grey. Bags darkened his eyes. No, we were just leaving. (laughs) Magborn said in character, getting up from his chair. Thank you for offering, Boris. You've been the wind in my wings today. (laughs) He gave a playful giggle. As he turned to leave, the server grabbed him. Magborn slowly looked back at him. The server squeezed his arm and snarled. No one leaves without a drink. Bam! Magborn whacked him across the face with his handbag, sending the server tumbling down the tree. Fly! Magborn shouted. We jumped up and flew for the other end of the plaza. But before we could reach the exit, we were headed off by dozens of shadowed patrons. Squeakrins, fairies, hoppers, all pale and aiming their swords at us, snarled menacingly. Me and Em drew our Zaxlids. I grabbed my blowpipe and reached back over my shoulder to load a leaker dart from my quill. The minions charged. I dropped a Squeakrin with a leaker dart and fought two more with Gabriel. Jump, spin, on your left. Gabriel's commands helped me dodge and block their attacks. Next to me, Magborn was fighting off a couple of minions with his leaf handbag. He looked like a wealthy woman trying to fend off a couple of bandits. GOO! Whack! Filthy paws off me! Whack! Whack! A vicious handbag uppercut sent a squeaker tumbling back over a table. Mags! I called out. You have a Zaxlin! Magborn snapped out of it and looked down at his cute little handbag. This blasted spell gives me hardo brain! A reptilian hopper sprang out of the tree next to him. Magborn threw his handbag up into the air and shouted, Ignites! The handbag burst into a fireball and blasted into the attacker. Patrons turned minions who were charging us from every direction. Mags drew his white Zaxlin smoke and uncoiled his enchanted rope that slithered excitedly next to his feet. You've picked the wrong day to become minions, he growled. He whipped his robe out and wrapped it around a dark fairy. With a hard flip, he sent the minion flying back into the gushing black fountain. Splash! Fush! The geyser blasted the fairy off over the trees. Three squeakrins who now looked more like mangy rats than mice chased after Emerald. They cornered her at the far end of the plaza and closed in licking their buck yellow teeth and pointing their jagged swords. M looked around in a panic. There was nothing but white wall and an old wisteria tree. She touched its bark and whispered a spell. Immediately the tree sprang to life. Its long flowered branches stretched like arms after a long nap. Em pointed at the squeakrins. Attack! The rat's eyes widened as dozens of branches swooped down, cracking like whips grabbing them and flinging them around. Smiling, M drew her sister blades and flew over to help me. I was busy running sideways along the inn's walls, sword fighting with dark fairies. Up ahead I saw Hopper trying to sneak up on Magnum, who was just out of my sight, mostly shielded by a tree. I aimed for the wall instead. Two. My pixie-guided leagodart bounced off the wall and stuck the minion before we could attack Mags. I jumped off the wall and landed in one of the trees next to the restaurant. Three dark fairies followed. Before they could reach me, I pulled down on the tree branch and let go, launching a table and three chairs at my attackers. Whack, whack, wham! Direct hit. M flew over and started sword fighting a particularly large harper that was charging me. Its big scaly rabbit foot booted her away. Hey! I shouted. That's my sister! I reached into my pixie reserves, held my hand out toward the enormous fountain, and yelled, Gafora! The fountain started to bend. It curved in the direction of my pointing hand. I stopped on the giant hopper and clenched my fist. The fountain shot in its direction. The minion's long scaly ears wilted when he saw it. Oh, no. The black geyser sent him flying across the plaza. I unclenched my fist and dropped my arm, making the fountain bend back to its original upright position. Garbers! I shook my hand. It felt like i just punched a wall. Groans and painful whimpers filled the plaza around me. The minions were retreating. They poured out the exit and flew over the walls. Em was sprawled out next to one of the ponds, struggling to get to her feet. I flew over to help her up. Are you okay? I don't feel well. She looked up at me, and I almost dropped her in shock. Her face was pale. There were bags under her eyes. Black streaked her beautiful orange hair. No, I whispered. What is it? Em's voice was hoarse. You're... My hands trembled. You're changing. I thought you only took a sip. Em winced. Maybe it was more of a gulp. Mags! I cried out. A large bearded woman with curly hair flew over. Gah! I jumped at the sight of her. Scrub, it's me. The spell is wearing off. "'Light, you look terrible! "'Tja, well, not as bad as this lassie!' "'Magborn took Em into his arms. "'Hold her with me and push all the pixie you've got into her!' "'I closed my eyes and focused on what was left of my reserves. "'There wasn't much. "'That water spell had drained most of it. "'But I summoned what I could and pushed it into my sister. "'I could feel the warmth between us as I had before. "'Only this time... There was something pushing back. I could feel the shadow in her fighting against our light. The dark taint pushed against me like a cold wind. Back and forth we went, pushing, summoning, pushing, summoning, until I had nothing left. I opened my eyes. I could see Magborn was out of Pixie too. He was now fully changed back into himself, but Emerald still looked sickly. Her wings folded against her back, shivered and turned ashen-gray. "'Did it work?' she said weakly. I slowly shook my head. Em shivered. "'I feel so cold.' I looked at Magborn. "'What do we do?' Magborn thought for a moment. He pulled me aside so my sister couldn't hear. "'I've never seen the dark leave someone will.' No, it has to be possible. There must be a way. Magborn looked back at M and shook his head. Oh, there is a healer among my people who has done remarkable things. But even she... It's a long shot. It's the only option we have, I said. Besides, you said you had to return to your people anyway. We'll go with you. What about Tim? He can wait. This is more important. I looked back at M. We need her, Mags. I need her. I can take her and meet you with troops, Magborn suggested. No, I'm not leaving her. We're sticking together. I agreed to bring her along. She's my responsibility. She's my sister. Magborn sighed and stroked his beard. We'll have to borrow a boat. It won't be nearly as fast. I said I'm sorry, okay? Gabba's mags, is that honestly what you're worried about right now? Magborn leaned in close. I'm worried, scrub, that without a fast ship, we'll be bringing a fully formed Luna back to the healer. Then we would best get going. I walked back over to Em and tried to help her up. Come on, Em. Come on, we've got to fly. There's someone at the Rose Kingdom who can help you. Em tried to get up, but her feeble wings flattered a couple of times before giving up and folding behind her back. Emerald, look at me. I looked into her tired eyes. Can you give yourself a wing burst? The flicker spell? Do you have it in you? Lip trembling, Em slowly shook her head. I set her down and looked around, thinking through my options. I noticed the wisteria vines around me, I gave them a hard tug to test their strength. They held firm. Glancing back at Em, I smiled. Minutes later, after summoning a little more pixie, I strapped her to my back with a little help from the flower-covered vines. It was like old times, but way more uncomfortable. I tightened my makeshift vine strap, securing her between my wings. You've put on a few pounds since we last did this. M groaned. I looked at Magborn. It must be bad. She would have slugged me for saying something like that. Will, Mag said. It's a day's journey to the docks. We'll have to switch off. I'll oh, manage just fine, I assured him. I looked up at the treetops and let out a long breath. Here goes. I jumped and shouted, Flickra! Rocketeers, I hope you enjoyed that episode of Winglings and the Fairy Kings. I want to thank Roxanne Webb, my mom, for looking over the story, and Jeremy from HarmoniousIdeas.com for helping edit the audio. And I want to give some special shout-outs to Luke and his sons Carper and James, who are 9 and 10 from Edmond, Oklahoma. Thank you so much, you guys, for listening and for your support. And Sydney from Miami. Sydney, thank you so much for listening. I'm going to read a couple of reviews from Apple Podcasts. This one is five stars. It says, I love this podcast. I love it because A, it's very exciting even for 12-year-olds, and B, it can be nice at bedtime and also in the daytime. And C, there are different seasons and not just one series. I thank you for sharing that review. Uh, I don't have the name on here, but thank you. It says, E! Exclamation mark for the name. So thank you, E! (laughs) This is, it's funny. When I first started the podcast, I did multiple series. Honestly, one of the reasons is just so I didn't get too bored with one story. There were a lot of podcasts out there that focused on like one storyline year after year after year. And I like coming back to certain storylines. Absolutely. As you can see, I've done sequels to Grandpa's Globe, Space Train. I love coming back to certain stories, but I also love having some diversity. I love doing a little bit of sci-fi, a little bit of fantasy, just a little bit of everything. I just, it keeps me on my toes. It helps me grow as a storyteller and a writer to kind of diversify and do different kinds of storylines. I know there's sometimes some, maybe some repetition of some themes or this or that. I'm trying to keep it diverse, but It's fun. It's more fun for me. I'm glad you guys are enjoying it, doing it that way, but it's also uh, more fun for me to do multiple series. This one's from Lova and it says Digger Season 2 Ideas. It says, can you please make a Digger Season 2 called The Next Layer? If not, that's cool. I absolutely love the show and highly recommend it to anyone and everyone. It has a perfect amount of action and not a lot of cringe, which is awesome because all the other podcasts are babyish and cringy. Oh, come on. They're not all that way. There's some really good podcasts out there, but I see what you're saying. You're probably clicking on some that are maybe geared towards like a really young audience and yeah. Yeah, I get you. says, thank you so much for making the podcast. Well, thank you for that review. And Digger, I love Digger. And Digger is a great, oh, I'm going to call it a limited series, 12 episodes. I had no plans to do a sequel. I currently have no plans to do a sequel because I just love it as a standalone You know, it's like, it's like Goonies, you know, you just, you don't need to come back to it. It's just kind of great the way it is. I'm not going to say it's as good as Goonies. Okay. That maybe that was not a fair comparison. I'm just saying, uh, some things are kind of good to just be left alone. Not everything needs a sequel. And right now that's kind of how I feel about Digger. I don't know. I never say never, but that's, that's how I currently feel. If you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. You guys Diggers. Awesome. I love it. It's such a fun story. And thank you so much, Rocketeers for leaving these reviews, for giving me your feedback, for helping shape the Rocketeer Club into something better every day, helping point out bugs and glitches that we need to work on. Uh, I just want to make it the best listening experience possible and uh, make it so you can comfortably recommend it to your friends and family. And I know a lot of you have. So thank you so much for doing that, for your support and be sure to tune in next time for an all new episode. This is your host, Greg Webb.